outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. Lights are turned down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you'll really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. As long as you love me so. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Doesn't care if it's in below. He's sitting by the fire's cozy glow. He don't care about the cold and the winds that blow. He just says, Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Goes the storm. Why should he worry when he's nice and warm? Good morning. It's English Radio on. Actually, it's English Radio Fuel for Friday, which we. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Cat. Fuel for Fridays. Yeah, which is a name we are thinking about uh, calling our show because uh, obviously we need a bit of fuel on Friday. <laughs> yes. No. We are. Cat and I are doing a little. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, I can't get the word in my head. A test? L- yes, a little test, kind of like a test drive over the next couple weeks. And we want to hear your opinion as to what you think we should name the show. So we're going to throw out a couple names every week or two for the next month. And call us, email us, let us know what jives with you the most. So today... Fuel for Friday. And the show is also sponsored by Anglo Info. All you need to know for living in Barcelona, an expat life in English, with a reach of over 50,000 unique users every month. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about food, and in particular, street food, and the accompanying and fast-growing craft beer trend here in Barcelona. But we're also going to be talking about Christmas turkey. What do we eat on Christmas Day? And what do you do, actually? Um, Because you don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I have been celebrating it over the past couple of years, especially not being surrounded by Jewish people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is which has been a very nice nice change. And very often, Christmas and Hanukkah, the Jewish holiday, coincide, which is exactly what's happening this year. Yeah. So, can you tell us a bit about Hanukkah? Yeah, I actually had to look it up this morning because I grew up celebrating Hanukkah, but you know, you forget why. It's just kind of like a ritual that you do. And so the idea of Hanukkah, in an, in a big nutshell, is that uh, many, many years ago, more than 21 centuries ago, uh, the Jews were defeated or were almost defeated by one of the strongest Greek armies. And they reclaimed Israel and they defeated the army. So kind of like the little guys beat the big guys. And they reclaimed their temple. And in the temple was this thing called a menorah. I don't know the English word. You, you sure everyone's seen it. There's lights on it. It's got eight little places to put candles in. And so the Jews wanted to light this, but they only had enough oil for one day. However, the miracle of Hanukkah is that the oil lasted for eight days. Hence, Jews all around the world this time of year light the Hanukkah for eight days to remember the miracle. Wow. But I think all people really care about are the presents. (laughs) (laughs) So presents and and what do they, I mean, what is their feast? Um, Honestly, we used to have Hanukkah parties 
I don't really. It's just Jewish food. Okay, nothing you know, in particular. No, no, not no. Jewish food kind of eat everything. Yeah, because what I mean, we typically eat turkey on Christmas Day. Yeah, so t- let's talk about turkey on Christmas Day, and. Uh, a little fact about the turkey. The birds, many names, speak of early globalization and confusion. And um, before this year, it's interesting to think about the turkey, that 500 years ago, the turkey starred in a world tour as a thing of wonder. Its best souvenirs are the names it collected along the way. And so that's a little bit of information about the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> the bird. The, the bird. It, it started in a world tour. But, but it ends up on your plate on Christmas Day. Exactly. And, and then you eat the leftovers for the next five days. And we're here today with um, Chuvios. Chuvios. Gosh, yes. I'm terrible for that thing. Chuvios, the two boys, Juan. And his Alejandro. Alejandro. Alejandro, sorry. And then Alan from Edge Brewery. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. And what, we're, we're talking about Christmas food and what you eat on Christmas Day. What, what do you guys eat on Christmas Day? Um, me first? Yeah, traditionally, we always had turkey, of course. But as I grew older and was in my own house, I started dry aging a prime rib roast and then started doing smoked prime rib roast because i'm like we have turkey on thanksgiving let's do something different for christmas so as a child it was turkey growing up and then over the last i guess 15 years our own family tradition is a dry aged prime rib roast and wow sounds delicious nice drinking beer with that generally yeah lots of iced tea and then some beer later on (laughs) (laughs) fantastic and what about you guys we well we we're Venezuelans so uh, our food is a di- little different I guess um, we uh, we had this thing called ayaka which is really uh, typical it's like um, it's it's like a dough it's a, it's a um, corn dough kind of cornmeal kind of thing uh, it's wrapped on on plantain uh, leaves oh yeah and it's filled up with a little uh, stuff it's like like beef stuff kind of thing and um, we. We have that with a little uh, bread that is filled up with a little ham also. It's called pan de jamón. Uh, and besides that, a little chocolate and maybe wine or, or champagne, something like that. Okay. Uh, well, we also drink a lot of beer, so a little beer at the end. Excellent. Maybe also. Well, that's lucky because we're going to be talking about beer and street food today. Mm. And actually, funny enough, Venezuelan food, there's a Venezuelan restaurant in Gracia. Have you discovered that? Is it Arepa? Is it? Uh, yeah, actually, I think they're, they're, they're a couple. They're uh, El Ravi Pelado, I think. And there's another one, but I, I, I can't really remember the names right now. Cause, yeah. Uh, no, but I, d- I just discovered it the other day, and it, uh, what you're talking about is this corn and sort of... Yeah, the, 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 the yaka. Bread. Yeah. yeah. It's quite... I mean, it's for, for someone who doesn't really sort of eat that every day, it's quite an unusual thing to eat. It's it? similar to a tamale, like, like the ones the Mexicans do. Uh, it's really similar to it. Uh, it's just uh, different things on, on maybe the, the leaves that we for, uh, out from, from the outside and a couple more things. Outside, okay, yeah. great. Okay, so, I mean, you guys are also in Gracia. Yes. And on TripAdvisor, until <coughs> yesterday, yeah. you were... You were, you were <laughs> TripAdvisor. <laughs> TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah, we rely on the people. Um, mm. You were number one on TripAdvisor in Barcelona for the, for the restaurants. Yes, yes, we were. And then what happened yesterday? <laughs> Well, we had a couple. You <laughs> we had a couple bad reviews, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, as we are starting, uh, there are a few things we still gotta, you know, work on it. I mean, obviously, you, you, we're humans and we we make mistakes, I guess. 
But uh, we're doing the best we can. I mean, we love what we do, which is more. This is really important, and uh, we really, we really appreciate this. It's a, it's a big compromise to be in uh, on the first ten places. Amazing, considering um, you've only been open four and a half, six months. Yes, something. exactly, exactly. So, um, but I mean, it's just. Uh, it's just something that happens because I think people liked us uh, from the beginning. So they, you know, they've been sharing their reviews and, and their thoughts about our business. And we're really happy about it. We just, uh, like I said, it's a big compromise. We just want to keep doing our, our best and, and just keep going forward. Okay, great. Um, so where did, where did the idea for Archuvius come <clears throat> from? Because uh, it's an interesting concept. You guys said it's slow food, which I was saying is like a buzzword right now in North America. And uh, so what made you think of that to bring that here? Well, uh, we met uh, yeah, in a restaurant. We used to work together for uh, two years, yeah, almost two years, well, for a year, I think. A year, year and a half, maybe. Yeah, so... Uh, on Sundays, uh, we used to um, to prepare some sandwiches for the for all the cooks where they're working with us, and um, and the idea came up. Uh, why don't we do something like this? Uh, we really love sandwiches. Um, we stuffed them with whatever we had, and um, uh, the idea grew, and and we want we wanted to make it real. So, yeah, uh, yeah, sandwiches. Uh, it's it's a real. It, it can be a really simple thing. But we wanted to make it uh, really good, and uh, we came up with the slow thing. So uh, we um, we prepare them uh, with a lot of love and time, and and yeah, that's that's why we use the the slow street food because I mean it's it it's street food at the end, uh, but made with uh, with passion, with time, with uh, with love. Well, speaking of time, because I said, okay, so what's really slow about it? You know, if I go to the restaurant and I'm wait, am I waiting for an extra no, two hours to no, eat? But it's just, you said that you have, yeah, this pork that cooks between 12 to 14 hours. Yeah, yeah, we slow cook it for, for that. So it's really, really, really tender. You can pull it apart with your fingers. And is that the benefit over, say, fast cooking? Say if it cooked for less time? But, well, I mean, you get a lot of flavor um, and um, the texture it's it's i mean if you if you cook it really fast you cannot get that the soft and, and tender texture that we get cooking it's really slow and and, and low temperatures mm-hmm. so that's the benefits that we get doing it really slow and you guys said that you do just sandwiches you have five main signature sandwiches which are uh hamburger the, yeah. uh, then you got the tuna melt which is a tuna salad that comes <coughs> the tuna melt which is a tuna salad that comes with the cereal bread we got the uh, grilled chicken sandwich, um, the Philly cheesesteak, which is a typical uh, sandwich from uh, from Philadelphia, and also the pulled pork, which is like it's a really famous sandwich on uh, I mean uh, um, in the U.S. also and um, Irish population maybe. You know. It's funny though because Spain isn't particularly good at making sandwiches. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> they have enough bread, but they don't know how to yes. make sandwiches. So you've come in with this concept and showing them how to make sandwiches. Uh, well, I don't know if we're showing them. We're just, uh, you know, we you're we, doing it. Yeah, well, we, we love what we do, and, and and like I said, I mean, we we try. We, I mean, we, we we've been working in restaurants, for, you know, for many years. Uh, me myself for fifteen, and and you know, uh, we got a little tired of the whole. Uh, high uh, standards and cuisine and all this because uh, we think it's a little cold. I mean, we love it and we respect it a lot. 
but we wanted to make something more uh, close to the people. So uh, this for us was a uh, craft beer and, and sandwiches were like the closest thing to it. Simple, uh, and we wanted to make them really good. Okay. Making the bread, making the sauces, making you know our own cooking process is just what makes it slow, and and also what makes it maybe different, and and, and it gives us the opportunity to give something really, really honest to the people, and you know you don't have to pay twenty euros to have a really good hamburger. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. It's like comfort food. Like yeah, a little exactly. Yeah. Yes, and you're drinking the craft beer out of the uh, jam jars, which I really yeah. like. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yes, yeah. we love that. <laughs> that's that's very sort of you know down yeah. down down to earth, shall we? Say. Yes, exactly. Right. That that was the uh, main idea. Well, and yeah. you're making your own barbecue sauce, which I'm I'm holding in my hand right now. It says slow street food and craft beer barbecue. Yes, we actually we used uh, uh, a beer that it's uh, made from uh, from the guys from Edge Bruin. Alan, from Alan, yeah, yeah, and uh, we uh, he gives us uh, you know uh, a bit of uh, the beer that he has, um, and then we just uh, make it. Right now, this one we made it with the uh, Padrino Porter mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago. Actually, this recipe we just made it a few uh, a week ago, but we used the same recipe for it, and then uh, it just came out amazing. We tried it the first day when we first opened, and it was it just came out so good that we we talked to Alan. We said, you know what, we we have to make some more of this. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a bit more about it. We're just going to play our first song. Shout 
So that was an old-time favourite. I like that song. Who is that? Sting. Ah. And, uh, God, I can't remember the name. Um, I can't remember the name, to be honest. Oh, yes, All This Time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it. He just said it. He just said it. Exactly. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, street food and craft beer today on, Eng- on English Radio Fuel for Friday. Yes, and... Uh, well, I mean, if anybody has any um, uh, thoughts, thoughts or feelings about Fuel for Friday or they want to chip in and give us another name, then please call us on... Give us a call at 934-685-555. And you can call right directly into the show this morning. We want to hear your thoughts. You know, this is about what's going on in the city and we are experimenting with names. So today is Fuel for Fridays. If you like that name... Give us a call, and if you don't like that name, definitely give us a call. We love feedback. Um, and also, we were thinking about another name, Raw Radio. So Yes. The Raw Radio or Fuel for Friday. It, you, what do you guys think? You had mentioned before that... I'm a Fuel for Friday guy. I like yeah. that a lot. How does that make you feel when you hear Fuel for like Friday? Like I told you, it's like you're just giving me information so I can go tear up the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, Alan, are you going to go tear yeah. up the weekend this weekend? Yeah, we're working all this weekend. So mm-hmm. we're at the Aldo's Food Market on Saturday along with Shavoa. So we'll be serving beer over there. We'll have four beers and it's going to be a great street market with lots of, lots of street food. Where is it? Where's it on? It's uh, in Barcelona University, right in front of uh, Plaza Universidad. Uh, okay. Yes. Oh, great. It's, it's, a, it's a great venue. In the, in the square, inside, in the square? Yes, exactly, right inside the... Uh, well, the, it's inside a building, actually. Yeah, the building, exactly. Yeah. The UB University? Yeah. It's in front of University the... University of Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, they did a, they did a um, fair there the other day, which I mm-hmm. went to. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up a Burberry coat. It was rather nice. Good, yeah, actually. For free? No, not for free. <laughs> Off somebody's chair. <laughs> yes. I just walked away with a like Burberry coat. Is there anything anyone can walk away with... Uh, tomorrow from your stalls walk away with you know free of charge and any giveaways is what I'm getting at yeah I guess of course I mean Put them on as the long school. as you show up uh, we'll see what we can do <laughs> I, I like that all about customer service yeah but try you'll be trying beer you'll be trying delicious sandwiches and perhaps the barbecue sauce made by well, contributed by Edge Brewing, yes. meaning the flavours, yeah. So we're back uh, talking about street food and beer. And Alan, um, you guys, and well, you guys work together. Yeah, they, we got to know each other because they have a, a lovely craft beer selection and we were lucky enough that they chose our beers on their taps along with some other great Spanish and Catalan beers. So we've been very fortunate and we've developed a great relationship. I respect what they're doing from the south so the, the pulled pork hits, hits home with me <laughs> and the barbecue sauce is lovely. And, you know, I respect what they're doing. I love what they're doing and, you know, I like people who go for it. They went for it as entrepreneurs. They could have continued to talk about it but they actually made the step and opened up a lovely place well, and it's in my neighborhood which i love as well <laughs> well you've you've done the same thing you've gone ahead with edge brewery and you're making craft beer and you're doing something quite entrepreneurial in your own right i think you get to a point in not necessarily life but you when you have a passion or you love what you do you're like you want to share it with others and the best way to do that is opening up your own place whether it's delicious food great beer or cheese or bread you end up making stuff for people and you're like, you know, I want to share this with other people or a larger crowd. So it's really about sharing what you enjoy, and I think, in both of our businesses. Sharing is caring. That's what they tell me. <laughs> well, was it hard for you, you know, all of you, I guess, to make that leap at the beginning to say, okay, I'm going to go out on my own? Because that is quite a step. Yeah, it was, it was really hard. I mean, it takes us like, 
a year. Yeah, it took us a year. Yeah, we, we, we thought about it for, I don't know, nine months or something like that. Then uh, I, I quit my job to, to pressure to him. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's, let's stop thinking and start doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from that um, to till we opened the, uh, the restaurant, it took, uh, it took us like six months. Or maybe a little more, mm-hmm. but uh, it felt really good. It feels really good, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yes, it does. Yeah, and you know, knowing that you have to go through many things. I mean, obviously, all the uh, uh, legal process and and all the uh, uh, you know uh, things that you have to learn because you're somewhere else. You're not uh, in your own town. I mean, we're from Venezuela, like we said, and, and it's just it takes a lot of work and, and knowing and asking and going around and. And doing many things, uh, but uh, I think right now we just can't believe we, we did it. So we still we still can't. <laughs> yeah, being able to sit down and, and think you're, about you're it. living the dream. Yeah, kind I of, yeah. said that. Yeah. yeah, and Alan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a similar situation. We spent about six months in planning. Um, we were we were looking to put a brewery somewhere in the world outside the U.S. So uh, my business partner did a little bit of research, found Barcelona. We found a building in Poblano District, I guess, July of last year, and our first brew actually was a year ago yesterday. Wow. So we've it was almost 18 to 20 months in progress and about six months to get open. So um, dealing with the, you know, just like you, dealing with all the infrastructure here that we have to go through. It's similar regardless of where you're trying to open up a business, but we were treated very fairly considering our Spanish and Catalan is, is lack or non-existent. <laughs> so, but I, I will say that we were treated very fairly and given a, a lot of extra patience in our project with dealing with the municipalities, as we call them. Okay. It's been a very nice experience. We've made a lot of friends, but... It's been a boatload of work, and it's still a boatload of work for both of us. Yeah, because, I mean, you've been brewing for 20 years. Been in the industry for 20 years and training and manufacturing equipment and on the brewing side as well. You know, It's funny. I was uh, at a dinner party a couple of weeks ago, and someone said to me, I want to get my boyfriend a brewing kit for Christmas. They, and they said, do you know where I can buy the material to self-brew? And I had no idea, but I was recently in California, and someone I knew had their entire this entire thing in their garage, their own brewing kit, and I thought it was incredible. But here, I had no idea where one could get that type of material. There's actually it- a great shop in Gracia called the Beer Shop, and they have oh. kits that are you know just a self-contained kit, and then they have all the equipment if you want to step up and build other a larger system. But the Beer Shop in Gracia is lovely, lovely people. They've become real good friends. They may be at all those food market as well. They were at uh, the last food market I was at, and I'm, I think they might be there as well. So, mm. so how have you seen it evolve, the you know beer brewing culture? Because I feel like a beer kit isn't something people might have been looking at. Well, I don't know. You would know this maybe 10, 15 years ago. Here I think it's still very uncommon for somebody to look for a beer kit for their friend, their spouse, their whatever. Um, but in the States, it's grown. You know, it, I consider it. In Barcelona, like it was in the States in, say, 97, 98, there was a beer culture growing. There was a strong homebrewing scene growing. The homebrewing scene here in Barcelona is excellent, and Spain in general is, is really above 
par considering the same time in the States. Now there's less breweries than there were in the States, but as the culture grows, people want to try something. Spanish have the most sophisticated palates in the world, I think, so I think once they taste different beers and, and, and different food, they're, they're excited to maybe try it at home. You know, and once they have a good beer, they're like, "Oh, this would might be fun to make at home." Yeah. Why do you say Spanish have the most sophisticated palate? I'm interested in I that. I think because of they drink really nice wine almost their whole life. the The plates here are, are really delicate bites or really focused um, flavors on each plate of tapas. So I think they're used to delicate flavors and complex flavors at the same time on on single plate bites instead of like in the states where it's it's gravy and lots of everything you know it's it's a small nice bite we have small nice bites in the states but not plates and plates of whether it's seafood vegetables potatoes everything so i think that's why their palate is sophisticated is because of the food they eat and the wine they drink from a very early age but then they're welcoming sort of innovation and and food and and Drink. I, I think definitely not to put a generation gap in it, but I think the younger the generation, the the more open they are to different foods. Uh, I mean, my my father grew up with the same beer his whole life. He never changed much. Whereas our generation and these guys' generation are open to, to different flavors. Just like pulled pork, barbecue pulled pork here in Barcelona is not a normal thing, but people are open to it, obviously, and loving it. It's the same thing with beer. People are open to trying new beer, especially the younger generations. Okay. So um, how long did it take you to, to build that the, build that amazing uh, sort of you know, brewery? I mean, it's, it's quite something. I've been down there. So. Yeah, we got the brewery. We got the building in July, and like I said, we brewed the following December. So we so, had about five months. Five months. Four to five months. Okay. And so where are you selling to now? Uh, internationally, we're in Germany, Denmark, Norway, Czech, uh, Finland, uh, France, the U.S., and Austria. so most of the European countries. So, are you are you helping putting Barcelona on the map in terms of craft beer? Or I don't think it? single-handedly. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but you, I, you and a couple others. <laughs> I do. I do preach. Barcelona beer and, and Catalan craft beer everywhere I go. There's so many great breweries in this area, from Nomada to El Aguillon to Marina, Fort Brewing, which is local, La Pirata. There's so, and that's just a small amount of the great breweries making great beer. So it's because everybody kind of came on the scene in the last two years. It's made a big push throughout Europe. Barcelona is well recognized now as a, a very strong craft brewing scene. I personally think we're slowly taking over Rome and Italy. We'll never take over Denmark and Copenhagen. They're just 10 years ahead of us. And it's not about taking it over. It's about getting respect for this area and, and the, the hard work people are doing to make good beer. And what, what makes a craft beer? In the States, it's it's a volume of production, which I think is kind of inaccurate. I think craft beer is just like these guys. We're, we're making something with our hand. We're tasting it. We're changing it. We're trying to create something to share. We're not making some one beer for the masses. We're not making six beers for the masses. We're making 10 or 12 beers. You may not like this one. Try a different. You may not like this one. There'll be one beer there you like, just like at these guys' place. You'll find something you like there. You may not be a barbecue fan, but you're going to love the hamburger. You may not, you know, so make a lot of different things and make it with your hands. What's special about your beers in particular? Is there a certain ingredient, a secret ingredient perhaps? I mean, we... 
I experiment a lot. Like I just did a, a coffee ale with a local roaster, uh, Ona Cafe and Gracia. Oh, nice. So she roasted her own coffee. I took some of that in. So we made a coffee ale last week. I did a um, an apple saison that I just finished up last night with some friend's apple juice from Norway. So it's it's about experimenting, but there's no really secret. It's it's honestly, I cross my fingers a lot. And I'll, <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. I mean, we do we do get live yeast in from San Diego. A lot of breweries use dry yeast. Could most people taste the difference? Maybe not. To me, it makes a difference. We get our hops in from from West Coast California or Washington State, so we ship that over as well. My grain is from Germany, so I try and bring in fine ingredients, just like anybody in the craft, whether you're making craft cheese, craft food, anything. You're going to try and bring the finest ingredients in you can to, again, give you that possibility of making something good and drinkable. You know, I, I like the down-to-earth nature of the business because I'm. you're reminding me of when university I used to work. I totally forgot about it. probably blocked it out of my mind. I used to work in a, in a pub that made their own beers. You're talking about hops and yeast. And they were very – they were nice guys but very sort of pretentious as in this is the beer and this is how you pour and, you know, this is how we make it. And you, you had to know exactly what to do but they were a bit pre- pretentious about it. And I like how you sort of brought it, you know, to the people and make it something that everyone can enjoy. You don't need to be a beer expert to appreciate it. So. No, the craft industry as a whole has always been very friendly to each other. The guys at Fort have helped me out. I've helped them out. In the States, it, it's there's no secrets. It's, it's I'll give you more than you can steal from me kind of an attitude. You know, we want to help each other make good beer. We're stoked when other people make good beer. Carlos's Pale Ale at El Zagion Egder is the best beer in spain right now you know i told him like man you nailed it you know we're excited (laughs) when other people make great products yeah helping each other okay we'll have another song we'll come back Direction she was calling my eye. It could be 
Alan, that was a song chosen by you. It helps start the morning out. Scarlet Begonias. It's a great song. Strangers stopping strangers just to shake their hands. It's a nice thing to say. <laughs> great. So that, that gets you up in the morning, does it? It's different every day, <laughs> depending what the mood is. There's always music playing at the brewery, that's for sure. Yeah, because Alan starts his day with, with a beer in hand. Generally on the sidewalk. I like having my morning sidewalk beer and saying hi to the male people and all the same people I see every morning. <laughs> and what time of the morning is that typically? Somewhere between 8.30, 9.30. Well, so. you, you have... Uh, acclimized to Spain. <laughs> well, well, Alan's even chopped all his hair off. I mean, before he looked like a sort of Harley Davidson freak. I was a rough-looking <laughs> character. I had to clean myself up for this show. Well, you, you never looked things at. You're clean-cut, button-up shirts. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like you've all cleaned up because these guys uh, have got their beards, which represents... Uh, Chubit, 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 yeah. which means beard in Venezuela. Well, I haven't, I haven't trimmed mine. He did. Oh, right. Mine is still the same size. Okay. As we, as we, when we saw me. Yeah. You're sporting a bit of a, a hipster beard. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not try too hard hipster. Yeah. But, no, no, no. Yeah, no. still hipster. Exactly. So we're back with Edge Brewing and Chuvios. I'm not very good at pronouncing it. Chuvios. 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 So what is your website so people can find you since we can't pronounce it very well? Uh, well, it's this uh, chuvios.com. It's, um, I can spell it for you if you want. It's C H I V. Um, U-O-S. Oh, that's hard to pronounce. That's hard. I would never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, because the chivo, chivo is the goat for us, from, from Venezuelan people. Uh, chivo is the animal. So, uh, you know, the, the little goatee that chivo has, the, the goat? Uh, well, we, basically, people took it from there, I guess. And, and so it's here, actually. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah but it, 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 it kind of means uh, whoever has a beard or, or, or a growing uh, Facial beer. hair, basically. Facial hair, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then also people uh, refer, um, they, they call the god the chivuo, the big one, the you know the big chivuo. So uh, uh, it kind of it, it gives it a, a really good, um, I don't know, uh, Sent to it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, is, yeah. It could, uh, but I mean, the meaning of yeah, exactly. Yes. The meaning is, and it's all on that wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah you saw the it's, it's the drawing. Have you eaten it? Yes. And what was your favorite sandwich, or what sandwich did you get? I had a chicken sandwich, and it was delicious. And uh, yeah, best chicken sandwich I've eaten in Barcelona. And you know, you know, you she means that because we had someone on the show months ago, and uh, Kat gave them on air a rating of seven out of ten. <laughs> so she's she's very honest and blunt, and she would not say that if she didn't mean it. Nice, well, we're glad I who that was. Yeah, glad, thank you. Excellent. So, and we're, so we're talking about craft beer and street food. Actually, street food is like food from the street, but you brought it into the rest. rest Yes, exactly. Yeah, well, basically, uh, took every, the everyday food. Uh, uh, this type of food that we actually make is 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 we think it's like it's like pizza and pasta. Everyone knows about it, uh, and I think we we, we think ev- everyone should know about the pulled pork, the filled cheesesteak, the the a really good hamburger, uh, the tuna mail sandwich, the chicken sandwich, uh, and um, there are pre- pretty popular in the U.S. Like I said, mm-hmm. most of them. And we wanted to do that here because okay. uh, we believe they need to know it. What about pastrami? Might you put that on? Uh, well, we we have many ideas, and we also uh, work on on like seasonal seasonal uh, sandwiches. We we have right now one that it's made with uh, um, mushrooms, wild mushrooms, and and, and wow. beef, and it comes with a um, uh, bell pepper, uh, roasted bell pepper uh, alioli. 
Okay, is, uh, kind of like a winter dish. Yeah, kind of something like that. So you were experimenting with flavors, as does Alan. Yes. In, in, oh, go uh, ahead. No, I, I was <laughs> thinking of the flavors that we were talking about. Uh, kind of giving people advice in terms of what beers you can kind of pair with different flavors in sandwiches. Any any sort of quick tips you would give someone if they wanted to have the optimal food experience? I don't think you there's a perfect pairing. I think a lot of times like you're you're looking for either contrast or complement, just like when you're pairing wine with food. And you can almost go with a similar wine mantra like if it's a lighter beer like a saison or a pilsner or a kolsch it's going to go with a lighter fare like seafood and and vegetables and grilled stuff if it, if it's a more strong or robust beer whether it's a ipa a pale ale or a porter or other things they're going to go more with sweet food or more strong food that it can hold up even strong cheeses so you're looking for something that can help carry the flavor of the food um, and or and not overpower it. So I think with the barbecue sandwich, they have a, a pale ale works really well, or even a stout. Some you know, pale ales or the IPA is going to contrast it a little bit with the bitterness, but a stout's going to complement it with with its sweetness and roastiness and, and kind of smokiness. And the fat, the fat is it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And what's your favorite beer at the moment? Drinking. Wow, um, it's kind of the one in my hand generally, or the one that doesn't run out. Those are two of my favorites. Um, I like uh, that one. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, uh, I would say probably a, a Belgian sour right now, like um, Cantillon um, or Le Fin de Mon or some. I'm really into Belgian beers right now. Berliner Weisses are nice. It's hard to. It's like, what's your favorite kid? Well, exactly. Yeah. Or what's your favorite song? Whichever one's in front well, of me right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but if you've got a taste for something at the moment, you guys, have, have, you know, fl- well, in terms uh, of beer. Yeah, I, I love beer. Uh, any kind of beer. Yeah. But I like hop. I yeah. really like hop. Then. And the IPAs. So I like IPAs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, That's from England, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Originally? Yeah. Yeah, because I grew up with IPAs, or surrounded by IPAs from the, the West Country. So you know, around sort of uh, yeah. Anyway, we won't go into geography. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Alan, how do you come up come up with your names for your beers? A lot of them are just from sitting around in a group, just like this, and talking, and somebody will say something like, "Oh, that'd be a great beer name." So or, what we're trying to do with or maybe. exactly or or as we're developing the beer like buried alive which is was our pumpkin beer seasonal beer i just thought of the seed being put in the ground and the seeds alive i'm like he's basically being buried alive (laughs) so i mean it's just different things like that whatever we'll kind of think of beers but a lot of times we'll have the names in in like a bank so we have probably six or eight names in the bank right now that we'll use for beers coming up because we have to do labeling and sales literature and so how often do you change the names or i'll have I'll have two more, two more new beers coming out in January. A double IPA that will be brewing, and then a black IPA that will be brewing. And do we get a sneak peek as to those names, or is that the double? I, the double IPA is going to be called Juggernaut. Okay. Cool. And um, I think the black IPA is Carpe Noctum. Noctum. Like seize the night, kind of. Right. A couple so of DMs. Yeah. That's see, uh, that's knock, seize the knock, day. Yeah, knock, he's knock. changed it. Carpe noctum. Yeah. So seize the, seize the night. So both of those will be out in um, January. And then Chance Encounter is our uh, seasonal saison. And that kind of came up as. I'm going to change the fruit or, or the or the flavored edition throughout the year. So I kind of consider it's a 
chance encounter of this saison and the fruit. So we kind of throw it together to have a little bit of meaning. And, and the stiletto? Stiletto, somebody just came up with stiletto, so I made a high-powered Saison, like a 7.5% Saison, because mm. uh, stiletto seems like it's powerful, it so does. the it beer is. needs to be delicate and powerful at the same time. Yeah, they, they make you think of things in names, like Chance Encounter, I'm thinking of a romance novel, and stiletto made me think of Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer. Drink. Well, yeah, yeah, she probably wouldn't be drinking beer. She's probably beer, having but... a mimosa or exactly. something. So, but what do, you, what, do you, what do you recommend to somebody who doesn't normally drink craft beer? Which beer do you recommend for I would days? really like I would go with a pilsner or a lager like our Agua de Canaletas is a is a Kolsch recipe fermented with ale yeast so it's very very light easy drinking I call it my gateway beer you kind of have to have that transition or gateway beer to convert people from from I'll call it commercial or mass produced beer as opposed and transition them over to craft beer you need that gateway beer sometimes in in Catalan and Spanish, it's been a lot of times the Saisons, which is a strange gateway beer because they're they're stronger. But I think again, because of the palates, it's it's a similar to wine a little bit. It has a lot of flavor, a lot of fruity esters in the aroma. So I think the Saison's been a gate a really good gateway beer for us here in Spain, which was kind of surprising. But generally the if I'm at a I'm at all those food festivals tomorrow, I'll try and recommend the Agua de Cana lettuce for somebody who walks up and just yeah. wants Cana. That's yeah, what we it, actually do. Yeah. It's quite quite good to sort of convert people, isn't it? Into liking beer. It's fun to hear them go, Oh, it's like normal beer but better <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. the Agua de Cana lettuce. I'm like, that's a fair assumption of that beer. And it is nice, you know, we did a we did a food festival here in Gracia with a butcher that we work with. He makes Langanipas with our hops. So we did a food festival, and it's fun to see the, the old-timers, I'll call them, in Gracia coming through who usually drink, whether it's Maritz, Australia, see them have a beer of ours and go, wow, that's really good. That's a lot of fun to me when you see someone who's been drinking the same beer for a long time. They get this eye-opening experience. Well, you're, you're inviting someone into something that you're passionate about, exactly. which is you're sharing the experience. What would you advice would you give to someone who, like you guys said, you kind of left your other things, you took the risk, you started your own businesses. What advice would you give to someone who's sort of in that headspace right now, thinking about taking that leap, but not quite there yet? Well, s- go for it. Yeah, <laughs> stop thinking, start doing. Just do it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. And we're a Nike ad. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play your song now, which is Amber 311. 311, yes. Okay, nice. and wh- Very why good choice. Do you like, why do you like that song? Well, um, that song in specific, uh, I'm a musician, so uh, I've I played that song many times um, since well, was when I, used, I lived in the US, so it's a pretty special song. Okay, we're going to hear it now.
That was Amber 311. I like that. Yeah. Chosen by you because uh, it's a happy song. It is. It is really happy. I don't know. It makes you feel really good. Excellent. It's okay. Good, good music selection today, Kat. <laughs> great, great Christmas lineup. I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's selected by yours truly. And don't forget, we do want to hear what you guys have to say. If you have any thoughts on Fuel Fridays or Raw Radio, we have a couple more minutes, so give us a call if you want, 934-685-555. We had one caller during that song who, she didn't want to go on air, but she said that she really liked Fuel Fridays. So that is <laughs> Smart a, cu- a couple of points for Fuel Fridays, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra for giving us your two cents. <laughs> so we're back with Edge Brewing and Chuveas. I'm, I'm now saying it no, correctly. Chibuos, it's okay. Chuveas. you got to be Spanish, I think. I'm just yeah, going to cut our like losses that. Something here. Something like that. That's the whole point of it. You, you can't pronounce it. You try to pronounce it many times in you. Yeah, exactly. And what's yeah. the big chief called again? Big Chive. Chi- uh, Chibuo, the big Chibuo. Big yeah. Chivo, that's yeah, it. The, big, like the big cheese. The big cheese. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Something in my head like the big cheese. Okay. So we're talking about beers and street food. And uh, I just asked, but, you know, before we went to the song, some quick tips that you could give to someone who's kind of on the edge of wanting to make a on decision. The <laughs> on the edge. Yes, exactly. Alan, so tell <laughs> us, what, what advice would you give to someone who's just about to make a decision like you did? Talk to as many people who are already in the industry that you trust, get as much information you can, then surround yourself with good people at the same time and get ready for a lot of work. A lot of long days. 16-hour days, Alan. Yeah, 12 to 16 I mean, these guys, the same thing we were just talking about when they walked in. You know? yeah. It's like... I, it's going to be a long week. That's part of owning... We're like, that's part of owning your own business is yeah. long days. But really... Get as much information as you can, get all the education on what you're doing, and then surround yourself with good people. I think that's a key point. It's in every, I guess, entrepreneurial business book you read, but it's key about surrounding yourself with the kind of people that are in your industry and who you want to be surrounded by. Because you can't do it all yourself. And when you get a budget, double it, and then you'll be really close. (laughs) 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 Work out your budget and then double it, and then you'll be real close. Exactly. Okay, good. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, the growler the during the song. Yes, what is a growler? That's kind of something we've imported from the States as well. In the States, you can go to most breweries and a lot of bars in certain states, and you fill up a, a glass, what we call a growler, but it's basically a big glass jug with a closable lid. And what you do is you generally pay a flat price for the for the glass jug, and then you're able to take it back to that brewery or to a bar, and then they'll refill it for a lot less price than you would buy the same amount of beer and pints. So at our place, the growler's nice. It's about 20 euros. It has a nice stainless steel handle and a swing top lid. But for refills for two liters, it's anywhere from 8 to 12 bucks, euros. Wow. <laughs> you can call them whatever you want. Monetary exactly. units. <laughs> this way people can take take it away and enjoy it at, in their houses. Yeah, we'll fill up. I'll sell four to eight on a Fridays, and we'll fill. We'll refill 12 to 15. I have one old guy. He comes in with his cart with four growlers in it every Friday, <laughs> fills it up, and he goes back home. Wow. You have I'm like, ri- I want to go home with him. He's, a, he's having a little party for one or two. <laughs> Is he having a keg party? He's very close to having a yeah. keg party. Yeah, so let's talk. I mentioned keg party. Kat, you've never heard of a keg party. No. Okay, it's a, because the culture of drinking in North America is more of let's get wasted and mm. it's not as I, I would say as civilized or as elegant as it is here which I really like being in Europe but a keg party the idea is to get incredibly hammered and a keg is I don't know how many liters of beer um, generally 30 liters of beer within 
20 liters in the U.S. and stuff. There's 30 liters here. And so you, someone gets that at a party and everyone just who shows up pays $10 at the door. They get a cup and they pretty much just – they say they tap the keg and they have access to the keg all night. Mm. And no one's heard of that here. I haven't seen it here that I know of. Yeah. You know. It's the culture. I think it's the mentality behind it because – It's not a – it's a quality over quantity thing here. And exactly. In, in exactly. North America, it's a lot of quality <laughs> not or it's quantity. It's quantity. Right. Quantity, yeah. Here it's more about the flavors. You can still have a nice keg of beer at a party though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is like take the growler home. Sort of. It's similar, yeah. And you're again, you're able to refill it. It's reusable. And and where else can you try your beer? You can try it at uh, the Chivas. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, we're at Ale and Hop. We're at probably eighteen to twenty restaurants around town. Um, lots of the beer shops, uh, Homo Sabaris, uh, Pobla Pobla House. Um, we have a beer finder on our website, which is edgebrewing.com. So if you go on there, there's a beer finder. It'll give you links to each place and directions. So it's real easy to find. You can kind of look on a map and see what places are close to you. So it's a we have a good beer finder on our website. And every Friday you can go down to the brewery and try the beers. Do some tastings, and we do tours all night. Sometimes I do them. I also have a, an, a, another brewer, Tony. Um, she does the tours in Spanish and, and Catalan. And then so it's different tours by different people and pretty much all languages. Languages. And she's a female brewer. She's oh. a phenomenal free, female brewer. Very cool. You I mean, meet any of those? You wouldn't expect it, would you? Sorry. There's I mean. a whole um, Pink Boots Society in the U.S. that that gives out scholarships and is working real hard to get more women in the industry. And I think it's important. It was part of my goal was to to bring a female on at the brewery. Again, they have different taste buds than us guys. They have more words for flavors than we do so <laughs> and it's just it's good to have a different palate and a different mindset in the brewery and generally women are more detail oriented than most men so that's good to have as well i would agree and you guys um at chivulis do you do takeaway speaking of the growler can people uh take away the sandwiches we, we or it's have, mostly in the restaurant yeah we 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 have a you can take our sandwiches home and we have a little growler it's only uh, 15 500, 50, uh, 500 milliliters it's just just, just a small, um, and you can take it home, and you can bring it back. You, you pay a, a, fl- a flat price, and you can refill it. Oh. Okay. So, um, so what sandwiches are you going to be serving tomorrow? Uh, we're going to serve the pulled pork. Okay. And this is at the, all, all, what's it called again, the festival? The, the street? All those food market. All those food market, yeah. which is at the Barcelona University. Yes. All exactly. day long? 10 to 8? Yeah, it's from 11 to, to 10, I think. Yes. Half like right. That. Yeah, half right. <laughs> On the wrong side. <laughs> so there'll be, there'll be Edge Brewing and Chuvius and many other. Many more, yes. Yeah. yes. Sort yeah. of, it's, it's all based around, what's, what's the theme? Is it kind yeah, of Yeah, mostly local. Uh, Artisan. Pro- Artisan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from sweet stuff to eat, uh, street food, craft beer, uh, many things, coffee. I've uh, seen many things. It's good. Interesting. And your restaurant is located on what street in Gracia? It's Torrent de Loya, 175. Fabulous, fabulous street. I feel like a lot of things happen on Torrent street. de Loya. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good street. Well, yeah, yes. and Alan can be found at Edgebring in Poblenau. Exactly, uh, 62 Carrera de Yule. Near right block and a half from the Bogate uh, Metro, very close to the Bogate Metro. Okay, fantastic. And nice. get down there on Fridays as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So um, we'll finish off today, but thank you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. It's thank been, you. A, been a real pleasure. Very Excellent. enlightening. And a couple of other events. The Eat Street Market is on tomorrow. 
uh, another street food festival yes. located in Glorias from 12 to 11. Um, there's also the Design Hub, uh, which is hosting the Drap Art Recycling Festival, showcasing art trends that use found objects and discarded materials. I can't tell if that's going to be really weird or really <laughs> cool. There's a new brew pub opening up tonight, actually, and Barceloneta Black Lab Brewery and Kitchen is opening up tonight. Yes. Great food, brewery, good beer. Oh, so right. they're opening up tonight, if anybody's... Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to throw it out there. No, but I like hey, how you just promoted another brew pub. Yes. See, that's... Talk about sharing. Home sharing. marketing. That, that home makes marketing us all stronger. Sharing yeah. is caring. Some's greater than the whole. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And also, the Alabama Gospel Choir is in town for a Christmas concert tomorrow. Um, so... Oh, I don't know where that is, actually. It doesn't actually say. But anyway, look it up. <laughs> Just wander around Get town. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll hear something. Hell yeah. And a happy Christmas, because yeah. it's goodbye until next year for me. But Sam will be back next week. Yes. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry okay. Christmas. Thank you. Great Fuel Friday. <laughs> Sharing each other 